thank you so much for listening to another episode of CX Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Brady Chisana. Tune in each week as we listen to amazing customer-focused business leaders from across the world, sharing their personal stories about their teams, tools, process, and feedback. Check us out at cxchronicles.com today or listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey folks, this is Adrian, your host of the CX Chronicles podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to amazing customer-focused business leaders each and every week. I wanted to take a minute to talk about a couple brand new product and service offerings at CXC. Number one, customer scorecards. Have you had a minute to take a look at our CX scorecards and understand how you're doing across team, tools, process, and feedback? Number two, customer feedback reporting. A number of different companies are looking for ways to get better customer feedback reporting. Reach out to CXE today if you need help setting up your MPS, CSAT, product SAT, or customer effort score. Number three, customer experience coaching. Take the time to become a customer-focused business leader. We've done some amazing work with a number of awesome CXers out there. Reach out to us today at CXE to learn how you can get your customer-focused business leader playbook for success. Check us out at cxchronicles.com. Hey folks, before we jump into today's episode, I have a quick ask for the CX Nation. If each of you could just simply take one minute to go to your favorite podcast player and leave a perfect review around why you love listening to the CX Chronicles podcast each and every week, that would be huge, guys. These reviews are one of the easiest ways that we can find new listeners, find other customer-focused business leaders out there who are looking to listen and to learn and to be a part of a weekly conversation where people are trying to build incredible kick customer experiences. Drop by your iTunes, drop by Spotify, drop by Stitcher, whatever it is that your, your Google podcast, whichever your favorite players, and leave CX Chronicles a review today. By the way, shout out your name, shout out your business, and moving forward, I'm going to start reading these off on future episodes of the CX Chronicles. So there's, there's incentive for you to get it in there. Thanks so much, guys. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the CX Chronicles podcast. Super excited for today's show. Saksham Sharda from Outgrow. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thanks for having me, Adrian. Absolutely. So um, why don't you start off the show, take a couple minutes and give the CX Nation your elevator pitch. Give us the scoop for how you kind of got into your own uh, customer experience, customer service, sales, marketing, leadership journey, and give us a folk for uh, give give the folks uh, an idea for how you landed where you are today, helping to grow and scale out, grow. Uh, so personally, I specialize in data collection, analysis, filtering, and transfer by the means of widgets and applets. Uh, a widget, a widget, or an applet is basically anything that allows people to have an easier user flow or just improves user flow in general. Yep. And uh, interactive cultural and trending widgets that I've designed have been featured on Product Hunt, Trend Hunter, Flipboard, uh, Factory Berlin, and many other places. Uh, I work for Outgrow.co, which is an interactive widget making platform that enables marketers to create all kinds of interactive interactive content like calculators, quizzes, recommendations, forms, surveys, chatbots, polls, you name it. All of that can, is totally possible to do on Outgrow. And you can do this without 
coders or developers for any kind of B2B or B2C business, or if you're a freelancer or, you know, a news organization, any kind of business that has a website can use this. So yeah, that's my story. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, so first of all, you, you've come to the right place. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the conversation and discussion, obviously that we have on the CXC podcast, it's really, it's, it's geared towards our customer focused business leaders, right? It's the people that are thinking about customers. It's the people that are thinking about how do you attract a customer? How do you retain a customer? How do you keep a customer on board for the long haul? Right? So you can, you can push that LTV up as high as possible. So you are in the right spot, my friend. Nice um, to be in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> always, always right. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you take a couple minutes to talk with us a bit about the team over at Outgrow? Give us a sense for um, really how the team has sort of been built and what what some of the different roles or some of the different facets look like helping to grow the business on the day to day. I think a key uh, a keystone of everything that we've been doing has been remote work. So while we do have a have a headquarters in New York and we have offices in LA, uh, we have more than 50% of our team just works remotely. So I personally, I work from for the longest time from Europe because okay. I've been transitioned to the office there. So, and I just like how efficient we became at remote work over the years. And then the pandemic struck and it's really not affected anything in our company. We're just producing at the same, uh, you know, extent. And we're also like, you know, taking care of our customers at the same extent. Everything is the same. We're just used to it. And so we are very efficient at it. So that's the structure. But key, I would say we have the product department, we have the sales department, and then we have the marketing department. And finally, we have the partnerships department. But as the creative director, uh, I basically cut across all the departments and try to see how each of them can be creative within their own spheres, but also with each other. So I not just... uh, spearhead the creative, uh, you know, interactive templates that we're building, but creativity in general within the organization. And I think that's something very important to prevent a certain kind of, you know, circular stasis that people might just end up being in, uh, especially in the startup world that happens a lot. Because, you know, as you're scaling a company, uh, eventually that's something, you know, is something you have to think about. Oh, big time. So I, I love, I love that you're diving into that. I think number one, when you think about the different roles or the different focus areas that you just mentioned, um, you've got your sales, you've got your product, you've got uh, your, your, you know, your engineering and development, you've got all of your financial operations, you've got all these different facets. You are spot on where it's like to be able to make sure that there's constant communication, constant collaboration, even if it's simply awareness, right? We were talking about this the other day, which is like, even if it's just a matter of knowing what's happening in the creative department, right? If you're on the engineering side or on the product side, you might not necessarily have to do anything with it. But if you know what Sock and his team are working on over the next quarter, it gives you a sense for at least what, what's coming down the pipeline. And then more importantly, we know this companies that feel well-informed employee bases that feel like they've got a good sense for what the vibes across the the business or the team look like, those are going to be higher performing teams, period. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, 
it's something that's encouraged by the market and the economy and the kind of age we are living in. It's classified as the information age for a reason. It's because information is key, not just about your rivals or about you know the market, but also about your own company. But looking at your own company from the perspective of like you know you are actually looking at everything that's happening. You're aware, uh, and you're able to like make decisions or expand what it can do. So I think uh, it gels in with the zeitgeist of the times, like. <laughs> Yeah, just being yeah. aware to information because that's the best resource. Big time, big time. Now, one other thing I want to I want to run back to before we move on is you mentioned that Outgrow was already super well positioned to be built uh, in a remote type of fashion, right? You already had offices mm-hmm. all over, you had teammates all over, uh, you had people already working online every single solitary day, as 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 we all should be in twenty twenty. But I think that I just wanted to call out. It's really interesting. So. You guys were very, very well positioned then when we saw the beginning of the COVID outbreak. Um, I'm just, I'll come out and say it. So like there's a lot of companies that were a bit more antiquated. Some of these older companies that hadn't taken the time to invest in really already having remote capabilities, having their team set up in the cloud where as long as they had internet connection, they're ready to rip. They can do whatever you need them to do. Um, so you guys were really well positioned. That had to have helped to be able to navigate the last six, six plus months and to be able to sort of ease what many other businesses had to go through, which was sort of doing that 90 day scramble towards Mm -hmm. figuring out how the hell to keep the the train on the tracks when everybody couldn't come to the office anymore and everyone had to work from home. Can you take a, can you just take a minute or two to kind of talk about, um, it fits so perfectly for, the second six pillar of tools or some of the tools that you guys were using at Outgrow that allowed the team to be able to kind of rapidly just flex right back into play. Well, again, like flex right back and back into play didn't apply for us because we were just using those tools. But I will, I will divert this question a little because because we didn't have to uh, do anything at all. By which I mean, like because we didn't have to transition at all when the whole pandemic, uh, you know, started. Our focus was no longer on how do we increase our own efficiency because that had already been tested over years as a remote working organization we started looking at how we can help our clients. And so, so because we had the freedom to do that, because we're not worried about internal troubles. We're looking at what troubles our clients are going through. And because Outgrow is a no-code software, a no-code tool, which allows you to build, you know, calculators, quizzes, and, you know, any kind of interactive content. One of the key things that happened was, you know, uh, so I was in Berlin at that time. uh, And, uh, you know, it happened first in Europe that, you know, the Italy was like, you know, heavily infected because yeah, of which yeah. because of which you know precautions were being taken across the continent first in Europe and then later it happened in the US but what happened was they banned all the restaurants in Europe and then what happened was that a lot of there was just one loophole in the law because earlier they just banned the restaurants and you know there were some restaurants that would take takeaway spots from the beginning but a lot of them were not so they immediately turned into takeaway every restaurant turned into takeaway uh, takeaway place uh, and uh, so but they didn't have the technology to like automate the takeaway process sure. so one of the things we did was and this was something that we didn't know that outgrow could do 
But essentially, if you think of it, what we built for them, like, because I was, <laughs> I was taking away some food from this like restaurant and, and the guy just looked, the restaurant owner just looked completely distraught because he didn't actually think, because this is peak tourism season in Europe. So he didn't actually think that, uh, uh, you know, his, uh, he, he's going to survive the season because if there are no tourists, he's not making any money and he can't even efficiently do takeaway. He, he's not going to be able to survive. So what I did for him, we just built uh, a build your own meal menu and an entire you know restaurant takeaway automation system that we just built on Artgrow. And I don't even know coding, and I just did it without coding. And like you know, <laughs> if you walk into a McDonald's and you're able to like pick your own bun type, pick your own meat type, pick your own lettuce, and then it builds a burger and it gives you a customized price. So we built something like that for that restaurant, and then if we had like you know this thing that we built, it was picked up by Product Hunt uh, and it was uh, one of the finalists in the coronavirus hackathon. Yep. And um, then a lot of our clients started using it. So it just went viral. So so my key thing with like this whole uh, is that uh, A, interactivity was meant to be implemented in every business's lifestyle, in every business's website, even before the pandemic struck. But after the pandemic, it's become a need of the times. Like it really should be there because this is the only way I think uh, businesses can survive. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think what we've seen over these last six plus months is um, businesses that are agile, businesses that have some, some flexibility. And then most importantly, businesses that actually immediately start looking at how they can leverage and invest in the right technology solutions that are going to enable them. You just brought an excellent example of your, of your, your friend there in, in Berlin who needed to be able to rapidly set up uh, takeaway menus, right. Or, mm-hmm. or takeout menus. Um, I think that's huge. What one one quick thought for you? The product hunt piece—that's awesome. I bet you guys were pretty excited when when Product Hunt picked this picked this story up and 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 kind of showed what types of additional features or additional flexibility the Outgrow tool can actually give to businesses out there. That must have been huge for you guys. Yeah, it was just accidental because like in the beginning, we were just doing it to really just help out that restaurant guy. Like, because I was just like, okay, I don't have to worry about like what's happening at my job, but he clearly is really worried. So I just did it for that. And then it was only later, a month later, that Product Hunt came up with like, you know, coronavirus hackathon solutions. And then, you know, people had to submit solutions to it. And so we submitted this product, which we already had ready, but, you know, we didn't actually have to work much to make it. And so it reached, it became a finalist there. But in general, we've had like a lot of success on Product Hunt because we're never looking to launch a product. We're just doing what we're doing. And then we're just like, oh, we can just submit it at Product Hunt. Why not? So that's the approach we have. So we're not going there with the objective of like being the number one product of the day. We're going there with the objective of, oh, we made this new thing while we were trying to serve some clients and we think it's interesting. And it's interesting that the tech community know about it. So we're going to submit it. So that's the way we go. So, so we had like, so another thing we did, because again, like interactive content can be used across the board. Like, you know, BBC is using it. The whole rise of BuzzFeed as a company is because of interactive quizzes. Like we, no one knew about BuzzFeed, but in the noughties, they just rose up meteoric rise just through quizzes. So one of the things we did, uh, this was after I got really sick of 2020, this was like last month. (laughs) And, uh, and I was just like, okay, so I just went out with my friends on a weekend. I was just like, okay, so we're going to make a BuzzFeed kind of quiz on Outgrow. And it was, which 2020 disaster are you? Oh, I <laughs> so like that. that. 
So because there's like locust swarms, there's hurricanes, there's cyclones, <laughs> there's like, you know, earthquakes, there's coronavirus. Yeah. So we had, we had, we made that quiz and we just submitted it on Product Hunt because we just felt that, you know, other people are also sick of 2020. And it became number four product of the day for that wow. day. That wow, wow, so, that's huge. And and, and Sach, just real quick for the for, for any listeners that aren't aren't familiar with Product Hunt, most of you are obviously already are. Uh, product Hunt just gives you latest mobile apps, websites, technology product updates in it, and it really becomes an uh, incredible watering well, if you will, for technologists to go and sort of understand what the market kind of thinks about different solutions. So any any company really getting featured or highlighted or shout out, it's a big deal, guys. It's a big deal. So I just wanted to call that out for any listeners that haven't had a chance to check it out. For and sure. Then, it's like a great website to follow in case you like uh, want to get the most up-to-date news about like new tech or like, you know, exciting tech. And yeah. No, I, I exactly. I, I, I love it. So actually, let's take a couple minutes to talk about um, as far as all of these different features and solutions that you're talking about, calculators, quizzes, assessments, recommendations, polls. Can you take a couple minutes to talk about uh, the, the the third six pillar of, of of process and give us a sense for how Outgrow kind of starts the conversation with either its potential customers or its existing customers around how they can leverage and utilize these incredible uh, weapons, if you will, to insert into their day to day combat. Can you can you spend a couple minutes talking about how you work with your customers to wrap all these incredible tools up into into the type of process or the type of workflow that's going to allow them to grow their business and have a better sense for what their customers are thinking each and every day? I think for most of our clients, uh, what we've observed is we have to play to their strengths. And and the key thing to realize is that every one of our clients, and I don't even mean it like in as a generalization, but it's just so true. Every one of our client and anyone like who's listening to this, you're an expert in the industry in which you're trying to make your business. So I'm not an expert. I'm an expert at interactive content. And so I have this tool that can help you express your expertness. And so that is what we just give this tool to people and they come up with creative ideas. Like our clients have come up with the most creative ideas because I'll give you an example. Uh, So we had this client who was a lawyer and we use this example like all the time because it's the easiest to understand is that, so say you're on a lawyer's website and the primary call to action is just contact me. Yep. And obviously there's like tons of lawyers with the same call to action with tons of websites with tons of achievements, but, but nothing really is, you know, encouraging someone to click on that contact me. But how do you stand out from this noise? So imagine another lawyer's website. This is what, something one of our clients did. In another lawyer's website, it was the key call to action was basically see how much I can save you in legal fees. Mm-hmm. And there he's put a widget that asks like four or five questions. And based on those questions, we are just able to, he's able to tell you how much money you can save over time by using his service as opposed to, you know, some other lawyer. So that's one example that that I give, but usually for like onboarding clients, uh, we, we try to make them play to their own strengths and make them understand that, you know, they're an expert in the industry. Cause another example that I can give you is that with, uh, a client that wanted to sell makeup sets on like, you know, Amazon and eBay. Sure. So, so he came up and he, uh, he made an e-commerce recommendation quiz. So this quiz would ask you simple colors like your skin tone, uh, you know, uh, what kind of, uh, what, what is your eye color? And then he came up with a question, which none of us who are not obviously aware of how makeup works, you know, we didn't know about it, but he said the color of the veins under your wrists 
is important is a question we need to have because that huh. determines the foundation you need to put on your face. Wow. So what I'm saying is like he was aware of his industry, which in the same way as a podcaster or like a person who's trying to sell courses or a person who's trying to sell real estate is aware of that industry. Yep. And what our tool does is just gives them the exact, you know, uh, they don't need to know code. They're not encumbered by anything special. All they need to do is use a drag and drop builder to make this. And so that is our way of like making clients understand and onboarding clients into the software. I, I love that. I think, you know, for, for our listeners, right, you're building your, your business, you're building your startup, you're building your team, right? And one of the, one of the simplest ways that you can make a huge, huge bang for your buck and really see uh, the type of positive ROI that you need and all the different initiatives that you're going to do, whether it's to wrap up this, this, this fourth quarter of 2020 and finally get this, this wild year into the book. So we can move on to 2021 where hopefully <laughs> things are a bit, are a bit more promising for all, but, but, but you just nailed it, which is, you know, many people are already the subject matter experts of their, of their, of their, of their space. That's why they're building a business yeah. or that's why they're building a team to, to, to serve that space. And if you can start, the conversation with the value first mentality. Not only that, we all know in this day and age to sell and to, and to, to, to find a, uh, a, any type of shot at, at, at working with the customer, you need to be doing discovery. You need to be investing in them to start. Mo People are so overwhelmed, especially this year, that taking the time to ask thoughtful questions, use an assessment type of solution like like what Outgrow offers, using polls, using um, some of the calculators. If you're trying to do like a, to your example there, Sock, with the, with the attorney, doing like a cost analysis around which solution might work. This is like an incredible way to get the conversation started. This is a phenomenal way to really be able to optimize the way that your funnel or your pipeline for brand new customers, people that you want to bring onto your business, bring into your platform, bring into your product or service offerings. This is a phenomenal way to really get it started and understand how you can or cannot help them. And then from a qualification perspective, makes qualification much easier to understand which ICPs or ideal customer profiles you want to work with in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And uh, oh, are you asking me which ICPs? No, I'm. 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 I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> that almost with you. seemed like a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no. agreeing with you, and I'm getting people yeah. to think like, if you're not, yeah. if you're not already injecting some of those thoughts or some of those ideas into your day to day yeah. while you're running your business, then you got You got to start thinking about it today. Yeah, was what I'm saying. And the the other side of this that often gets like lost behind, because every time you make a widget or a calculator, say, you know, a unhealthy lifestyle score widget, if you're like an Instagram influencer and you make this quiz and you put that up, you know, in your story, or like which advertising package should you get if you're like a advertising company and you're trying to like, you know, sell your advertising packages to to other businesses, or like your fitness influencer, which fitness plan is right for you? You know, or or like, you know, you're a company that helps businesses go to states that are cheaper. So, you know, which state should you incorporate your business in? All of these are providing certain value to the user. As soon as they start taking this uh, quiz or assessment or calculator, they're getting a value in the end. But yep. you are also getting, if you put this on your website, it's like a 24-7 shop assistant on your website. But he's it's an intelligent shop assistant who's also collecting marketing data for you. Yep. So what's happening is you, you tend to understand your customers better. You tend to understand your prospects, your market much better because you have something on your website or on your social media 
you know, on Facebook, now you can actually on your Facebook page, your Facebook company page, you can have a tab uh, where you can embed a widget. They actually install this function now because it is really helpful. So yeah, so all of this is collecting marketing data that you can later use to, you know, qualify leads, uh, you know, reactivate all leads or to understand your market in general. I think that's huge. I think that's huge. And I, I, I want you to take a couple minutes, sir, to talk about the, the, the fourth and final pillar feedback. So again, there's a ton of awesome um, tools and, and ways that you can use Outgrow to think about how you expand. You already, you already hit on a few points, but expand the way that you solicit two things. Number one, your customer feedback. What are the things that your company or your customers absolutely love about your company? And what are the things that maybe you could stand to improve upon with your customers in your company? That's one. And then the second one, is employee feedback, right? The team that works with your customers every single day typically has an incredible sense for what your customers love and don't love about your business, right? And they often have a lot of the answers around how you can actually start making some of that course correction. Can you spend a couple minutes to talk about some of the different ways that some of the outgrow clients have gotten really, really good at utilizing the forms and surveys or the assessments to be able to collect uh, and understand feedback? For sure, for sure. I mean, like that—that that was a lot of questions. But let me let me start with uh, the the positive feedback that we've gotten because, like, we're constantly listening to feedback, and that's what widgets and applets allow you to do. Because there's a huge analytics section in Outgrow that allows you to constantly like see, you know, data about geography, browsers, you know, or location, or like you know the number of questions someone answered. At what point did they stop answering the widget? There was the widget too long for them. So you know we understand our customers customer base much better. And there's like a whole section of like Outgrow market research templates that people can check out on like you know our and customer feedback templates that you can check out on our examples page on our website but uh, one of the things i always like to talk about when people say like you know what kind of feedback have we gotten on outgrow is that a lot of the marketing copy that i have used for outgrow on the outgrow website or like you know when i talk to people on podcasts is actually what i've what our customers have said because i've just written down uh, the key phrases because these are like beautifully put phrases that our customers came up with i'll give you an example one of them said, "Outgrow can help you under. Uh, sorry, it can. Uh, Outgrow can help you with uh, your clients. Uh, can, <laughs> Outgrow can help your clients understand the value of your products and services through consultative selling. And that's this is a phrase that a customer came up with, and he was referring to like making return of investment calculators, where yep. you know over time you can see how much like you know you are saving." Another one was it can easily sell packages, products, and services that have multiple variables. Another customer came up with this phrase. And it's like, you know, if you're not selling something that's just, you know, in which only one thing varies, if, if, if it's a very customized product, then you need an interactive piece that helps you do that. So that's another thing they said. <laughs> and then again, another one said, turn website blockers into a fun activity that binds prospects instead of pushing them away and delaying their decision. That's another thing you can do with interactive content. So we're constantly, what I'm trying to say is like, we have gotten good feedback, but we're also listening to that feedback. And it's sometimes we are able to like pull out these gems and recycle this as like marketing and like copy on our own website. Yep. Uh, but B, you asked about negative feedback. Uh, let me think of like any negative feedback that we may have gotten. Uh, 
Well, it's because we like serve across the board. So like, you know, we have freelancers who use Outgrow. We have medium businesses. We have small businesses. We have enterprises that use Outgrow. So sometimes it becomes, you know, uh, you know, one business ends up in the wrong category. So like sure. if a freelancer ends up like getting a small business plan. So in which case we're just happy to like downgrade them back to freelance or like take the freelancer to small business if if we think they should be in that category. So so one of the ways we have addressed this negative feedback is that we have a widget. Again, the answer to this is also interactive content. We have a widget uh, that helps them pick a particular plan that they should get. So, you know, uh, the solution to our problem is our solution itself. (laughs) (laughs) That is the second thing. And the third question you asked, I have totally forgotten. What's the third question that you asked? uh, Employee feedback. Is there any examples of some of your customers or even even Outgrow itself leveraging the tools, leveraging the solutions to think about how they can grab customer, sorry, employee feedback, right? The folks that are working with your customers Mm -hmm. every day. For sure, we're like constantly like uh, getting feedback from like, it's just like there's so much excitement amongst our employee themselves, our employees themselves, and we've built that kind of culture. And I think that's important because that helps us like seamlessly collect feedback and internally improve the product. So there's just the right amount of competition between employees, but there's also just the right amount of belief in the product like you know they actually believe that it's really helpful so they're constantly they serve as the intermediaries between us and the client constantly challenging our ideas and constantly also challenging the client to do more with the software so i think it works pretty seamlessly yeah that's awesome. And then just to your point real quick on the, um, you know, for the listeners, if you look at Outgrow's reviews on G2 Crowd or Captera or Google or Facebook, you will see um, what, 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 what Sasham is talking about where there's just a ton of really positive, great feedback. And then the second thing too is, you know, I think, I think business owners and business executives understand now more than ever because of the turbulence that we've gone through as a global, uh, as a, just as a, as an entire planet, right. Over the last six months, which is now more than ever, you've got to be taking the time to ask people questions, understand what's driving them, understand what they like, understand what they don't like and take all of that, that learning and, and all those findings and inject it right back into your business or team. It's going to be how you you can weather this storm, number one. And then number two, it's going to be how you can ease or accelerate your, your business's ability to create an army of promoters, people that love your company, love your brand, love your team, think you guys are doing incredible things. And that's going to be, those are going to be the businesses that are going to be the best positioned for future success. For sure, yeah. And I think it's 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 key to understand that the pandemic has like, you know, even before the pandemic, a recession was already on its way. And now the pandemic has kind of accelerated that. I think every 10 years, I think the pattern has now become that every 10 years we see a recession. And 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 because of that, I think businesses are forced to innovate. And I think that is why it's essential that people grab onto this technology because, you know, there are companies like Twitter that are never going to return to like, you know, uh, normal work. They're going to be remote work from now. They've just given their, uh, you know, employees the option of just doing remote work after this pandemic forever. So I'm just saying that, you know, interactive content as opposed to static content, what the internet used to be like, interactive content is the future. And you would like, if you go and Google interactive content, one of the first articles you'll see is from Neil Patel, who says interactive content is the future. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yep. 
So I think it's time to innovate. It's time to adapt. And interactive content can help you do that because and, and because, you know, you can make it now without knowing coding using no code yeah. tools. So I think that is the future. Yeah, that is huge. That is huge. So look, this is all incredibly helpful, super, super valuable insights here. But while we wind down today's show, I want to make sure I give you an opportunity, any features or highlights or anything that you want to pitch about Outgrow or the Outgrow team um, for the listener and also let them know where they can find you, sir. Uh, I mean, uh, I think I've talked about mostly everything, but I do want to also let you know that it's not just for like your website that you can put interactive content on your website. In addition to that, you can embed it in your outreach emails. You can like put it on your Facebook tabs. Uh, You can uh, have it as adverts on social media. It's like, you know, the possibilities are endless because we've seen like a lot of Instagram influencers just engaging left, right and center with interactive content. Like the amount of innovation we are seeing like from a young people with what they can do. And like, you know, we're seeing it like across the board. We see innovation with enterprises, with small and medium businesses, but also with like freelancers, like, you know, and so I think it's totally possible for like, no matter which position you're in, for you to be able to like utilize interactive content to its fullest extent. And uh, you can, okay, so about the, where you can find us, you can just basically go to outgrow.co forward slash CXC. And that would take you to a page where you can claim a 20% annual discount on any outgrow plan. Love it. That's awesome. Well, Sakshan, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing all of your experiences, sharing all the incredible things that you guys are working on over at Outgrow. It has been our pleasure, sir. Thanks for having me, Adrian. Thank you for listening to another episode of the CX Chronicles podcast. We're thrilled to have you as a part of the CX Nation, tuning in to customer-focused business leaders from across the world. Be sure to check out the CXC website, and as always, find us on any of your favorite podcast players, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Thanks so much for making this show a reality and being a part of the CX Nation. And as always, folks, remember to make happiness a habit.